Welcome everyone to the Transformation Nurse Academy podcast. This is our weekly episode, Talk with Kevin, where we cover topics for all nursing fields with extra emphasis on emergency and critical nursing. Get ready for candid discussions that explore the vast landscape of nursing and beyond. Good morning. Welcome, bitches. This is the Transformation Academy podcast. My name is Kevin, and this is Maggie. We appreciate you attending, and we're going to talk into some serious content this morning. So thank you again, Miss Maggie, for showing up. I appreciate you. I know you don't have to. I don't know if you guys know this, but Maggie's got 40,000 followers. She makes me cry. I want Dr. Trisha Birdwell, I want her husband to hold me and shit, because... Quentin, can you hold me, baby? Because she makes me look like a little girl compared to shit, man. <laughs> anyway, Maggie, thank you. <laughs> thank you for showing up. All right. So I don't know if you've noticed this case recently. I just posted it yesterday. There was a case that you remember the baby that got beheaded. They just now announced they're going to charge the nurses and doctors with a homicide. See, this is what I'm talking about, dude. This is the stuff I'm talking about. This is you and I talk about this stuff all the time, right? And here we just added a third branch of, and not just a criminal charge, dude, homicide. Yeah. Not just criminal. Oh, wow. um, I told people like, this is why you need to protect yourself. This is why you need to. So it says baby decapitated during labor at Georgia hospital ruled a homicide. Lawyers claim hospital staff. I don't know who that is, but you already know who that is. Hospital staff tried to cover up the cause of the baby's death. So if they do get convicted, that's another precedent set, and nurses are going to be screwed even more. What do you think about that? I don't know any of the details outside of... I saw, like, the press conference when it originally happened, and I lost my mind. I did make some videos about this. I was like, holy shit, holy... They were trying to do the vaginal delivery for three fucking hours, Maggie. Three hours. And I'm not like, an LD you, nurse. I'm and I know that would you let, yes, yeah, yes. Why would you let a doctor pull on the baby trying to pull it out for three hours? At what point would you? And I'm not an LD nurse either. So if y'all want to weigh in and shit and, you know, correct Please me, and Maggie, fine. But I mean, three hours, I'm not an LD nurse, but that seems an awful long time and shit to, to sit well, there and let a doctor yank on the little baby. Well, and then <clears> some of the stuff that I saw, some of these other creators, and then some of the stuff that I read up is that the way that the baby was positioned with the shoulder, that is a medical emergency. shoulder dystocia, yeah. Had shoulder dystocia. Yeah. Well, I asked a couple of L&D nurses, they said that they can have a couple of times to manipulate it, but after two times, they're supposed to move on to an emergency C-section. Emergency C-section. And I'm not an L&D nurse, but that means like we got to act now because that's like death to the baby. Right. Right? And so what was the nurse's responsibility at that time? To call a rapid, to call a code, to call 911. If you have a provider and, you know, Kevin, I don't know if everyone knows. So I was a prior investigator for a board of nursing. I spent a very short period of time there. I've been a civil expert and I am now an administrative expert. I help nurses and their legal teams. So what's the nurse's duty? And let me just say that word again, because I've seen this all over the place and people don't understand what the word duty means to us. That's not just a made up word. You're not a duty. lady person. Yeah, she means duty as in D-U-T-Y, not D-O-O-T-Y, like you're going to take a shit. But you will if you don't if you don't protect yourself. And I, I don't understand because I sat next to a criminal lawyer just a couple of days ago and then another a medical malpractice attorney. And you know the word that they kept saying? Duty. You're duty, not yes. a lay person. You right. are not a lay person. And I talk about this in my charting class. 
that's what connects you to that person is your duty. Now, I know that you're in Texas, you know, you do a lot of Texas, but there's, I know it sounds crazy to me to ask it, but it's duty across the United States. Does every state, every board of nursing, because I've tried to look up that word in the board of nursing wording, and it must be a legal term that lawyers use because it's not in the boards, not in the Nurses Practice Act. Does that make sense? It does, but it is littered through all the language of any regulation. So why doesn't the Nurse Practice Act put that in there so nurses aren't confused? So not every state has like a traditional Nurse Practice Act. Let's start there. So the inconsistencies in our regulatory agencies is part of the problem. So you have the National Council for State Boards of Nursing and some of the stuff I am no expert in. I'm speaking in generals. So you have got the National Council for State Boards of Nursing who gives direction to all states. It, it would be like federal and state. You got some federal stuff and then every state gets to choose how they want to adopt that stuff. I got and you. so every state gets to choose, well, how am I going to enforce the rules and regulations for nursing, physicians, PT, OT, teachers? It doesn't matter. It all falls under administrative law. So they have to figure out. So the National Council for State Boards of Nursing or the NCBSN sets out guidelines, rules, and then says, okay, boards you are agencies because your state is different than my state is different sure than, is. than Michigan. So every state is different, but it all basically boils down to some form of law. Whether I do have a board of nursing in Texas, I do have a nurse practice act, but some states it's just, it can be very vague. Nurse, Mine, yeah. We have a nurse practice act here in California. It's just yeah. you need a fucking law degree to read the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. No so joke. as I was just going to say, some of it can be very, very vague. Texas yes. is very, very, vague. Specific. well, some of the language can be very specific, actually. Some of it, and then some of it can be very vague, like that's unprofessional conduct. Okay, well, what is that? Well, that's my point. That's, you know, what is, yeah, what constitutes, you know, misconduct in the eyes of the board of nursing. That mean anybody could just make that shit up. You look at me the wrong way. Oh, he misconducted me. No, but like in California, we have the Nurses Practice Act. We have Title 22. We have titles. We have all these damn different regulations that merge together in this web of bullshit that nurses probably don't even know. Because the only reason why I know is because I started doing legal nursing and I started doing special education where I had to look at the Title 22s and Title 16. And I found shit in there that applies to nurses. I'm like, holy crap. How come they don't teach this crap in school? They oh. do not teach it in school. No, and so, they don't. But yet it's your duty. I was to about to say. <laughs> but it's your duty to know this. <laughs> yep. Because be asked. It goes back to like the reasonable man standard. And this is like in every, all branches of law. What would a prudent nurser, physician, rad right. tech do in the same or similar circumstance? And then yeah, it's doctors so can. Doctors can kill people and they can still have their license in another state. Look at the doctor who killed Michael Jackson. That son of a bitch is still working. Did they go after him? Did the board yeah, do the to, medical board? Yeah, he went to prison for a little while, you know, because of California, but he's in another state working. So, I mean, but if you kill you somebody or hurt fact? somebody, yeah, you could look it up. There's many doctors. Look, I've had oh, an sure anesthesiologist. Is. I've had an anesthesiologist here in our local area. Mm-hmm. Not here in Napa, but, you know, down in the Central Valley. He got caught three times, Maggie. Not once, not twice, but three times. Three, if you don't know the fucking number. Masturbating during surgery. No, and he's still, no. And he's still working. 
Yeah, look it up. You can look that up. You can Google that shit. Why has his license not been revoked? <laughs> I don't. You tell me. Well, shit, if I don't know. a mere fraction of that, <laughs> they would for sure be facing revocation. Are you kidding that's me? What I'm, that's, wow. that's what I'm talking about, though. That is what I'm talking about. What surgeon would ethically want them in the room with them? How does he even work? That's surprising to me. Because if I was the surgeon, no way. You're, yeah, you're, you that get... surgeon could be put in litigation. <clears throat> if you knew, if you're my doctor, if you're the surgeon, and you knew <laughs> that this provider had masturbated three times, and I don't know the anesthesia, you chose to work with him, I would be suing you as well. Wait, Holy just shit. Keep... Just keep it away from my sterile field, uh, Maggie. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Look it up. It's a true story, people. I'm not even making this up. It's wow. crazy shit, man. Okay, a nurse? No, dude, you're going down in every state you hold a license. That's my whole point. Why is it wow. that we go down for any little thing, but they don't go down for shit? To be fair, look at the good nurse, that movie and shit. That guy killed probably over 400 people, and nobody ever reported him to the board. So whose fault is that? Yeah, I don't know that story intimately. You never I, seen it? I can't watch it. I've read up a little what? bit. You better go I've watch that up. movie. It's horrible. Killed, I know, but he killed all those people, yeah. and not one freaking hospital reported him to the board. How do they not have any accountability and stuff? That's my point right there. All right, so I'm going to start with our first question. So, can you elaborate? on the importance of protecting one's license in the current regulatory landscape. I like that question. <laughs> I know. I'm like, Kevin, wow, did you use all your smarticles? And <laughs> I did. I did. I pulled out all my brain cells with that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, good night. So we just talked about this case, these nurses that were standing in an L&D unit in Georgia, and now we just for sure, we already know on the news there was one type of law, civil. I can right. tell you right now, the Board of Nursing has reached out to these folks. So right. we got two types of law. Now you just read me an article. And what type of law did that just cross over into? Criminal. criminal. Yeah. Criminal. So now you involved yourself in criminal law. And even if you have malpractice insurance, it ain't picking up that criminal I, lawyer, baby. I, I'm going to blow your mind even more. <laughs> if you go look at the hospital and go look at their website, they say they are excellent in women's care services. <laughs> Wow. I even think, oh, and the Joint Commission certified. I don't know why Joint Commission hasn't pulled their certification. They're stroke certified. Oh, it's crazy. All right. So what are some common misconceptions people have about the oversight of licensing boards? Is there oversight? What did you? The lack of? I know you and I both know the answer to that. But most nurses okay, don't. Yes. Most, sure. most nurses, I think, are clueless when it comes to the board. Of I know, but think of this. It's a fucking oxymoron. Board of registered nurses or board of nursing, but it's not for nurses. No. Yeah, but that's, it should be called something else then. <laughs> so spot on. So as Kevin has pointed out, the board, any board is not for that licensee. It is for the public. Their mission literally is to protect the public. So they're the ones that are supposed to hold us accountable. But then, you know, we're allowing the fox to oversee the hen house. Right. Do any boards of nursing have oversight? Not that I'm aware of. Should boards of nursing have oversight? Of course. Who should be oversighting those boards? So this is a great question. This is something I talk about all the time. But So I wrote a bill for an ombudsman. Myself and another activist just looked at an ombudsman that was already in place for 
in Texas. Do I think that's the end all to be all? I don't, but I don't know what is. But a third party entity not funded by, you know, any of these regulatory boards to be able to pool an expert. Kevin, you get reported and you're an emergency room nurse. So it should be an ER nurse working in, you know, someone is a, right. it's a level one. If it's not a nurse who's never worked in a level one, then you should not have a, someone who's not. It should be a seasoned right. nurse, more than five years experience, just like is required, you know, in civil cases. You can't even sit for the, I don't know if you know this, if you want to become like a legal nurse and write those letters behind your name, you have to go through like the American Association of Legal Nurse Consultants. Right. And sit for that certification. Right. You have to be a nurse. For, you actually have to be an RN and you have to be a nurse for five years. So you cannot sit for that certification. You can you get the certificate. Yeah, I think, you also need, I think you also need 2,000 hours yes, legal yes, nurse consulting with a lawyer to even sit for because yep. I looked at the requirements. Yep. And that is, that's the hard okay. part to get when you're not a legal nurse consultant yep. already. It's hard to get the hours right. to work with a lawyer. And I tell people, because I teach this in my legal nursing course as well, you don't necessarily have to work with, well, you do have to work with them legal. Because when I was, I could use my board of nursing cases to be able to sit for that test, right? I've been at the board. I've done civil cases and I've done administrative cases. So all those hours collectively, you know, right. so you, you're in a regulatory board or you're in a space where you're doing that stuff. You can ask if you could use those hours to qualify to sit for that test. But that's a great you. point. But the point being is that you can't even do any of that stuff unless you've been, you know, an experienced nurse. Well, the reason why I think a lot of people are having a hard time is because I get emails every damn week from the board of California. Wanting, I don't remember the word they use, but they want people to be expert. I just saw this. Like the regulators, like you were, but they have a shitload of people that they need. And so they probably don't have nurses willing to do it. One, because they pay you shit. It's like 75 bucks an hour. When people hire me, I charge 300 bucks an hour. Right. If a lawyer hires me. Stop there for a minute, because that would be different. You are in New York, you may be getting paid $600 an hour, and Seek is a site that you could get your rate compared, giving your years I don't of experience. Nothing. I compare what Kevin wants. And that and is that, how you could do it. Yeah, but when a lawyer asked me as an expert, mercy nurse expert, they asked me, what did I want? I said, you got to pay me $2,000 retainer up yep, front, not refundable. Yep. And I want $300 an hour. And if I got to go with a court, I want $300 an hour. And if I got to stay over, I want you to pay for my hotel. Yep. And that's all written up in a fee schedule, folks. Anyone could do this. Anyone could do this. I teach this. If they don't want to pay it, I don't give a shit. I'll go somewhere else. I don't settle for nothing. So I do teach this. I'll be teaching this. I'm going to plug myself here, Kevin. Look at the bottom scroll. You just plug that down there. Okay. Business subscribe to advocatesfornurses.com. If you want like to be a legal nurse, you sure can. I do teach nurses how to cross over, how to set up a business. On the 21st of this month, February, March, come and see me. So I I digress. But yes, anyone can be a legal nurse. She teaches legal nurse consulting Mm -hmm. classes as well as charting (laughs) on how to protect your license. So that's my biggest one because you know my platform is protecting (laughs) nurses. And so let's just talk about any of these three. Let's Georgia case. Let's go back to this. I know we're all over this place. But if you come to me and you're under investigation by a board of nursing or you're civilly involved and I'm working with you know you and your legal teams. You know, the first thing I'm going to be asking for is what you documented. Yes. yes. So what you charted. It will be. Documentation is key, yes. but nurses suck at documentation. I uh, know. That's why I'm like, you got to come see me. 
and they will look at the audit trails. What scares me about this case is that there will be an expert that will be looking at the audit trails. So if you went back in as the nurse, as the doctor, anyone, those will be pulled. And someone on LinkedIn was, a, she's an expert nurse, and she was talking about like audit trails, not in relation to this case, but she was saying that Epic has 3,600 like possible audit trail options. Yes. And you know what? That's on the big screen for the jury to see. And you're going down. Right. You are right. going 3,600 chart. Right. That's why they want Ooh. us to use it, though. Also, I think that's for insurance. Because if you can prove maybe that the nurses and doctors weren't doing the right thing, they're not going to pay the bill. Correct. Think it's about for many that. different things, yeah. So, so how, do, how do licensing boards impact professionals in terms of job security and career advancement? Well, let's just talk about, again, This we'll keep going back to this Georgia case because you already put it out there. Let's talk about worst case scenario. Any of the nurses that are found guilty, let's just say in a border nursing case, because if I know the facts, some of the facts is there, if you as the nurse were part, any part of like propping the baby's head up and you were part of that, that, in my experience, and I'm just thinking that experience, that's probably revocation of your license. You're probably yeah, looking at grounds for revocation. So what does that mean? So you talk about job security, because if you think that you're going to be a cosmetologist or a real estate agent, you just ended yourself off in the office of inspector general because you Doesn't got a revocation. Your ass is going to be working a fuck, not that there's anything wrong with it, but you'll be working in a fucking McDonald's, Taco Bell, in and out in Madeira now, so... So you have to be bonded. And so that's what I don't think that nurses fully understand. And I didn't, right? I'm on this journey. They don't teach it in school. They don't teach that in school. Is that I tell nurses that you will eventually, and we talk about insurance a lot here, right? We're going to be going on to that. I think 12 of my questions here about insurance, we'll get into that. But if you want to be bonded, because when you interact with the public, when you touch the public, when the air conditioner guy comes to your house, he has to be bonded. The plumber comes to your house. They have to be bonded. How are they bonded? They have to pass a criminal background check, provide their fingerprints. So That's if you why. think you're going to go on to somewhere else to do something else, what would it be? Because you'll have to petition that board, cosmetology, real estate, and fill out a declaratory order before you even go to school. You'll have to approach them and ask them, will you allow me to hold a license? So it's just a minor detail that I got my license revoked. So that's a minor, minor detail. Please don't look over here. And then you're going to ask them. <laughs> and then, okay, let's say best case scenario, you get a license. So now I'm going to go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, will you hire me? You go to look me up and you're like, Maggie, I think you are great. I think you are the shit. And then you call your insurance company, Sunnyville Insurance, and they're like, oh my God, Kevin, you can sure hire her, but your deductible went from 500 to 5,000. So sure, 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 sure. Bring her on. We're more than happy to have her. But you know that she's a risk to your business. Right. You're not working. Well, this is one thing I don't understand. One thing I don't understand is if I have a DUI, why does the schools, or I mean, I already know the answers to these questions. These are just rhetorical questions for most of you. But if I have a DUI or some kind of offense, why does the schools allow me to even go to school knowing that I'm going to have a hard time? But then moving forward, why does the income? Plex board, whoever the hell that motherfucker is, why did they let me take the damn test and pass it? Because once I get my license, what's the board of nursing going to do? Flag my license and put me on probation immediately. No, not flag it. They're going to investigate you and they will. Yeah, but more here, in California, they put you, here in California, they put you on probation almost instantly once you get your license yep. because 
you have that history. So why did they even allow people to go through this process knowing that they're going to have trouble or be on probation? And now this new nurse who hadn't even been on the floor yet has to pay money to the Board of Nursing to keep their license and show that they're good citizens. I mean, I already know the answer, but I think yeah. it's terrible that we do this to people. And it doesn't me, matter. I think it's a money issue because the school gets money, the NCLEX people get money, and then the board gets money. It's like a racket. It is a racket. It is. Like, it's craziness. Like, you know that you're going to flag their license once they get it. So I don't even understand why you would even allow them to go through the process. That's To me, that's criminal. So let's go back to duty. It is the duty of the school, and some schools are better than others. But it also... they don't. Right. It is the duty of them. But also sometimes I have asked nurses and they've not told them that okay, they've got that's to fair. That's fair enough. I mean, if they don't tell, then that's but fair. On that's the all other you. Hand, we all know, I do believe that once you get to a point, you are doing a background check at some point. So if that gets flagged, then because nurses have come to me and has said the school is saying that I have to fill out a declaratory order. What does that mean? So then I guide them through that process. Right. I'm an advocate. I help educate nurses so that we go through that process and they declare that they had prior conduct on their but nursing license. Are schools not required to do background checks to allow you into the school? I think that we should make that a fucking law. Like you have to do a background check if you're going to allow a student to be a nurse. Because why not stop the buck right there instead of making it go forward? Right. I mean, and, I already know the answer, but. Right. I do know that the board does require them to do that. Now, I, again, it's sometimes the onus, and I'm going to say, I'm gonna say it's about a 50-50 that sometimes the nurse doesn't own up to it. But again, if you're doing, because if you get it expunged you from your record. If you did a background check before I allowed you into you school, got it expunged, If you got it expunged, then it may not be there. So when you do a federal background check, even if you have so it expunged. So do they do a federal? Is it a federal? Is that what they're doing? Yes, it is, because that's okay. why you have to do the fingerprints. That's why they'll okay. catch anything and everything, even though it's expunged. So maybe the schools are doing a background check, but they're not doing the proper background check. Because once the board does it, they're going to they go through your butthole and everything and make sure they find every little hair that they can find on your crack. So you will be evaluated for fitness to practice. That is what it's called when you say probation. So the board looks at your fitness to practice because we talked about the mission of the board is not for us to protect the public. They need to make sure that. You don't have a drinking problem. You don't you, have, you a, have a drinking problem. problem. You can't have a drinking problem, boys and girls, but you can masturbate in the OR. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even know what to do All with right. that. That's like All right, so what steps can professionals take to safeguard their license in industries with minimal oversight? How do we protect ourselves without getting screwed by the people who can royally fuck our lives up? Well, we've given you I mean, some gold nuggets already. You got to come I mean, see my. You got to come to my charting class. Hey, you got to get malpractice insurance. We do have our responsibilities, but you know, but a lot of people don't think they need liability insurance, and so we'll Please. get to that. I don't know. We'll get to that. All right? Can you share any real life examples or cases or case studies illustrating the consequences of inadequate license protection? Well, so, so if we, we don't have life, if we don't have liability insurance. What the hell is going to happen to us? And do you have any live cases that you can, you know, that you can share with us? Yeah. So I've seen repeatedly where something happens with an organization, you get terminated. Right now you're under civil litigation. Now there's a civil case and now there's a border nursing case. Do you have money for that? 
No, because most people don't realize that the average case payout, even with liability insurance, even with liability insurance, the average payout is like ten to twenty thousand bucks out of your damn pocket. That's with liability insurance. Imagine what it's without. I know it's my job's going to protect me, Maggie. They have insurance. My company has insurance. They're going to protect me. Okay, so let's talk about this because I'm working with several (laughs) nurses with the same situation where they were even terminated, and you know what? The company is still providing them representation who's cutting so it comes down to the facility and the staff so the same attorney is representing these two people so tell me what that is that a conflict of interest right so what i learned is companies will only protect you if you follow policy and procedure yes if you fail to follow their hospital policy they're going to delete their legal team will tell you to fuck off and find your own attorney so just know that but people don't believe me when i tell them this so when I teach my charting class, that's called respondent superior. And I define that in the language. You are covered under the employee, under the employer, under all that bonding stuff that we talked about. As long as you're with doing everything within your scope of practice, you're following the policy. Because if you're not, then that doctrine and it's called respondent superior is a legal doctrine that protects you. Say it again slowly. Respondent superior. Respondents superior. Res- it's respondeant. It's a Latin word. It's D E A T, respondent. Oh, respondent superior. It's a legal right. doctrine. Yeah, if you look it up, it will explain a little bit better to you. It's just, just means so you, I'll have to look it up because, you know, last time you and I talked, we were using fancy words, and Jane was like, listen, <laughs> I have no idea what the hell you two were talking about. <laughs> no, not you, Jane, because I don't even understand what the hell she's saying sometimes. <laughs> I got to do homework and look these, <laughs> look these fucking words up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what role do ethics and compliance play in maintaining in licensure? Ooh, that's the basis of our profession. I mean, again, let's talk about the Georgia case. Tell me about the morals and ethics and integrity of what, that. What ethics did Ooh. I have as a labor and delivery nurse to Ooh. tap on the shoulder? Of the doctor to say, hey, dumbass, maybe you should go take us to emergency C-section now. It's been two hours and 59 minutes. <laughs> well, and then so ethically, you do have duties. I mean, it's spelled out by the American Nurses Association. Some of it is common sense. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Got- but nurses and people around the world do not always have common sense. You can't teach common sense. So because I'm not joking. I get a lot of nurses who say, oh, well, I just got to do what the doctor tells me to do. No, no, no. I'll get fired. I have fired. told doctors this. I can I'll get, get fired. You your job. <laughs> I don't care about your job. You know what I care about? Your license. I know, That's but why, why do you think nurses have a hard time speaking up? Why do you think they're worried about getting fired? We've created a bad culture. We've created this, like the doctors, this, this who's God. We? Who, who's we? Women, stop it. <laughs> Nurses, I love She's, my people. Wait, 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 wait. She said that, not me. So don't get mad at me, ladies. But, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> not all of us are cut for the same cloth. I mean, seriously, and I'm going to, you know, be totally honest. When I worked at Lackland, I know you love the, the Air Force and the trauma ICU. And then I worked at Burgundy Medical Center and the trauma ICU. I was not active duty. I was a contractor. But I stood next to literally some amazing nurses. They were being deployed. This is when we were, you know, exactly a desert. This was Iraq. This was, I mean, so they were coming and going. And seriously, the integrity there was spot on. I mean, the, we don't fuck around. the physician. So coming back to, there were nurses that outranked physicians. 
So the physicians would have to call them sir or ma'am. But everyone was expected to, there was a level of accountability, yeah. respect, there was, and money was not an issue. Like when I first went to Lackland, I was like, where do I scan the, and they were like, scan. I was like, for the everything? Yeah, but that's not you fair know? though, because you know, that's government money and they just been like, <laughs> yeah. there's no tomorrow. So I mean. Yeah, I know, I'm not, but people got care that, I felt like people got the care that they deserved yeah, and they needed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. That's because, you know, you know, nurses ask me all the time, you know, Kevin, how come all these patients love you? Because I give a shit. Yes. I hug them, I kiss them, yeah. I love them, I take care of them. I'm not there to, you know. Respect. Respect them. Yeah, yeah. The I'm building karma. The first thing that I do, exactly. When I walk into the room, I introduce myself. Hey, my name is Maggie. Thank you for allowing me to take care of you today. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm coming into their house. When I precept people, I'm like, stop. And I've laid in a bed. I've been sick. I have autoimmune disease. And I know what it's like to, to lay there. So I am very respectful. What can I do for you? And you know what? Not only that, let's swing it back to litigation. You know who's probably not going to sue me? Because you know what? I knew I was respectful to them. Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes you are named and stuff because they thought you were ugly. And if you don't right. think that that's real, it is absolutely real. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so how can professionals stay informed about changes or updates in licensing regulation? I know the answer to this because I do it, but tell people what they can do to stay in touch. Well, follow a bunch of creators. But there's also like yeah, a, a newsletter. <laughs> you just need to sign up with the whatever they're doing, emails, any. Right. I, get them every, I get them every week. I know when the board of nurse, the I know when the BVMPT is having a meeting. I know when the, and they record them on YouTube. You can go back and rewatch them and stuff. And I you know should it, I'm, a geek. I'm a geek because I go back and watch all of them because I want to hear what these bitches are saying. I'm like, oh, shit. I mean, I some do. of it's boring. I mean, because some of it's like they're talking about schools and you're just like, what? Well, that's you know, why I wait for the recordings. Off. Yeah, that's why I wait for the recordings because I can <laughs> skip ahead and move back. Exactly. But all you got to do is sign up for email updates. Yes. Yeah, I mean. And it is right. your responsibility to know that because if they add on, like in my state, when they added on like human trafficking as a CE requirement, because I live in a border state, and you cannot say I didn't know that. Um, right. That's right. not how it works. Well, this is a big issue in California, weed. Weed is legal here in California. It's illegal and in a lot of states. No, no, it's legal. It's legal. Yes, it's legal in a lot of states, but the border yeah, but, nurse doesn't recognize it, and that's a problem. But, here, but here's why nurses are failing to understand this, is because they just passed a law in California recently that says an employer like myself cannot ask you, Maggie, my employee, if you're doing drugs, and I can't even drug screen. What? Yes. However, that doesn't apply to jobs that require a federal background check, like nursing. <laughs> so, so, are they keeping cannabis on the nine panel? Or are they taking it off? You can do whatever you want in the state of California now when it comes to weed, as long as you don't need. You see what a I federal mean? Background check. I know, but that's the problem because nurses, nurses don't think that. This. Yeah, they don't think that it applies to them. And I'm like, yeah. that applies. You can't do drugs i mean you can but if you get caught you're fucked so i can tell I you i, I have i know i talk a lot about weed and shit but i don't smoke anymore and stuff but i do love weed <laughs> but let's pause here because this is important because i do get this is something that does affect nurses because they'll do pre-employment and especially like the newer nurses i think i have four or five out of ohio that reached out because they are under investigation by the board because 
it was just free employment, but they wouldn't disclose that. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Don't tell yeah. people you do weed, people. You're going to get disapproved by the nursing. Even CBD, what nurses don't realize. I have a nurse out of Alabama who the chiropractor told her to use CBD. So she uses CBD. She's got a new diagnosis of scoliosis. And she goes to do a pre-employment drug screening and she tests positive for cannabis right. because there's no way to micro out CBD right. versus THC. So she will be disciplined, as I talked about, under fitness to practice. And you will right. be disciplined by a board of nursing. Well, you will be put on diversion for nurses. I'm going to make you crazy because I have an episode coming up with a lady who's a nurse. And she's part of the uh, first ever annual psychedelic movement for Is she a TikToker? Is she a TikToker? I don't know if she is or not, but I'll have to find out. But she, yeah. she's big into psychedelics and, you know, all. I and I get it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not upset about that. I'm okay with it. But just got to remember as a nurse, you can get in trouble if you yeah. do these things and get caught. You can administer them to your patients, but you cannot Correct. partake them. Correct. <laughs> so what drives me crazy is like the American Nurses Association, I think, just like adopt, like recognize the American Cannabis Association or something. And I'm like, what is happening? Why is it not taken? Why is cannabis not taken off the schedule? I think we should. I mean, I, I think we should because uh, Biden, I don't, it's really I don't know if you noticed, but, well, I don't know if you noticed, but what well, doesn't affect us because the boards won't change their thought process yet. But I don't know if you saw yesterday, the day before, it's because he's under hot water and shit. Biden just created a nationwide pardon for all weed users who have gotten arrested for using weed. I Did love you see it. that? No, can we move that on to nurses? Can he? Can That's he, what I mean. But I, you have Biden's number. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> I just don't know how that's going to affect nurses because I don't know if the borders of nursing really gives you until it's legalized federally. I think it's going to be something that's. I think gonna, until it comes off the schedule one. Yeah, it's going to screw yeah. us and shit. So yeah. yeah. All right, so how do licensing boards handle complaints or disputes, and what recourse do professionals such as nurses? have in such situations so if we get screwed by the board because we got reported to the board how do we handle that sure so this is something that i get like daily i unfortunately call nurses in this category one percenters so when they come up to me and they have a letter from a board say it again would you say category one i have called them i'm not being ugly one percenters is that because only one percent of us get in trouble no i don't believe this that's true i don't know the percent you think it's less oh i think it's way higher oh it's just a category. I know that's probably not very, but it's no, just. No, no, a, it's okay. It moves right. you over. Don't be, if that, you're offended, then don't watch. <laughs> it moves you to that category where now you do, you have an interaction. So the first thing I'm going to do for say boards of nursing, and you need to understand what it means to be under investigation. My piece as a nurse advocate is to educate you. I don't ever give legal advice, but I've had attorneys ask to like buy my products because I give a nurse like 15 handouts. Like you need to understand what this means because the boards are oftentimes not just, and if they're an animal that's not regulated. So the first thing that I tell a nurse is that I know you've seen law and order and you have to get that out of your mind because we're in the twilight zone. This is an animal that's not regulated. So, but understanding that, understanding that an investigation could take two to three years, understanding that the complaint comes first, we get the file. So I help nurses just like walk through the process, you know, some legal representation. Do you or do you not have malpractice insurance? Right. You know, we're going to need to look at that. And then depending on what it is, you got a DUI. Why are you going to try to go to a trial? Why would you spend all that money? 
or right. it's a med- it's something that's not cut and dry. It's a medication error. Well, the, let's work the process. Maybe you do want to go to an informal conference. Maybe you do want to go to a mediation. So I hope nurses like understand the process first and foremost, because it is overwhelming. Yes. And the board is not your friend. No. And you the shouldn't be speaking nursing, to anyone. You can sue the board of nursing. The judge will favor not. The judge will favor in your side and the board of nursing will still tell the judge to fuck off and die. You cannot it's, sue a sovereign entity. So you can, but, you can sue no, them. You, can. No, you, sure, you could try. You could sue anybody. Anybody could sue anybody, but will you win? Correct. I went to go see an administrative lawyer with a physician with a very large organization in the United States. Her and I wanted to go see an administrative lawyer out of DC here in Texas. And Kind of, they chuckled at us a little bit. It was like, you, you know, this is administrative law. Like, you know, this entities are sovereign, right? Like, good luck with that. I mean, what you would have mean? to explain to everybody what does that mean? These entities are sovereign. So they're untouchable. You would have to have a case go all the way through to SOA or the State Office of Administrative Hearing. We need and to have it go to the Supreme Court. And you would have to take it out to district court. But good luck with that. I've only seen one case, and I don't know if you know of this case where the nurse took Suboxone to the Supreme Court in one last year in their state. And again, I do not have an opinion on about this drug. People have their opinion. I do not. The point being is that that case was very special because you know why? ADA touched it. ADA, because she crossed it over to ADA stuff. Good luck with any other case. Do you see what I mean? It would have to be so specialized. You would have to show due process violations, egregious due process violations. Good luck. And then, I'm sorry, what kind of money did you say you had to take this right. on? Right. Nurse, <laughs> please, right. please, That's true. please. That's true. I know. All right, so in your opinion, what reforms or improvements could be made to enhance the accountability and transparency of license support? So what can we do to try to help? I don't know. I mean, since they're sovereign, what hope do we have to try to get some kind of accountability from the board so they don't always fuck us around? Well, I, I think we should have a way to reevaluate cases. And, I, you know, I hope, uh, you know, I've spearheaded that in my own state. But I think that if there is a case that it should be able to, and you think that it was not just, you should have a way to have it reevaluated. In my state, that didn't exist before 2017, which is ridiculous. And well, so we don't, have state, that, we don't have that here either. So you, I know you don't. You would have to, I mean, I've worked, the other advocate I've worked with. I got to die on the heel like you. <laughs> Well, we've written judges, I mean, ALJs, I mean, you know, but you're dealing with a trial attorney and, and I'm sorry, you, you're under the gov- AG. So you're dealing with trial attorneys, which are no joke. And that's what right. people don't realize is that there's a difference between like a board attorney and then like an, a, like a, a attorney an general. AG. Oh my yeah. gosh. These are trial lawyers, which are very yeah. different. So what do I think is the answer? I don't know. I would love any feedback nurses. I don't know. A third-party entity I know in civil cases, and you know in civil cases, they have to call us to establish. So what does an expert do in a civil case? They establish the standard. You and I are called to do that in written form and verbal form. That could be in testimony, deposition, or in a report. So why isn't the board held to that same standard? If you, Kevin, are under investigation. You just told me. You told me they're sovereign. So if they're sovereign, then they don't really give a shit. I know. That's the problem. But they need to be held to some accountability. And there it is. Hey, I think sunset should be changed. Sunset is the law that dictates our practices. And it's not just nursing. It's every 
type of discipline. Ours only meets every decade. No, I think, you know, well, maybe I'd have to look into our different. But that's why I tell people when you get your license by any board, apparently, because they're sovereign. I don't know if every board is sovereign, but I'm going to assume they are. But that's why I tell people you are no longer advocate Maggie. You are RN one, two, three, four, five. You're a fucking convict of the state of Texas. They own you, though. They basically own everything you do. Because if you step out of line, then they're going to take away your livelihood. And that's where I have a problem. And that's where I feel if like. If you walk I down have... the street, if you walk down the street and say, hey, fuck you, Kevin, I don't like your long hair, I can report you to the board and they can take away your livelihood. Well, they can I look mean, at I'm, you, yes. I'm oversimplifying yes. it, but I mean, I it's possible. Yes, yes, yes. Possible. I have seen stuff again. Your husband complains about you, your significant other, someone. Yeah. I unfortunately have seen stuff over the last decade. I've helped nurses in every single state, not just my own. So then I just go to whatever your entity mm-hmm. is. And so I just look it up and then I can, I look up your rules and regulations because I'm only looking under three places. I'm looking at standards for practice, unprofessional conduct, and then grounds for discipline. And then I'm going to look right. at your disciplinary matrix. And then that's how I help you and your legal team. And then I want to know like whatever they're saying your violations are because they cannot be anything tied to negligence because that will cripple you as a nurse. Right. All right. So for nurses, what role does liability insurance play in protecting their professional interests? And what are the potential consequences of not having it? So why should I not spend $110 a year, you cheap fucking bastards? And no, we don't work for NSO or any other insurance company. I don't I'm looking for a sponsor. Someone would like to sponsor me. I'm available. Yes, I'm a sponsor. <laughs> any insurance company want to hire us to be your sponsor and spokesman. Yes. I will. I've tried to do NSO, but they said they don't really allow nurses. But I know a certain nurse who uh, is on their commercials. I won't mention her name. So again, I, I would love to, because I talk about this independent of, yeah. so when nurses ask me, like, should I have malpractice insurance and who should I go to? The first thing I tell them is start with your own home and car insurance. You'd be surprised that they underwrite because you know why? They want your money. Let's be real. I know. They want your money. And then well, you the told I, me. The one I promote, which maybe will give us a sponsorship, cmfgroup.com. Look that shit up, cmfgroup.com. I do say NSO, and I'm not opposed to NSO, but CMF Group is also awesome. Well, and then you actually brought it to my purview that some insurances won't cover an expert. I'm going to ask you an interview question, Kevin. So tell us, Kevin, why is it important to have expert coverage if you're... NSO is one of them that doesn't cover expert witness fees. And I think it's important because if you have to hire an expert witness like me or Maggie, we're going to charge you three or 400 bucks an hour. And it could cost you $10,000 just to bring me on just to protect your license. And most people don't have 10 grand to just drop in a hat. So I think it's important if you're going to have insurance that they cover that fees. And I didn't know that until I asked those questions because I have a, a little young nurse. She worked at a local hospital and she went on a break and she didn't chart that she gave report to her charge nurse. And the patient she had was intubated, but the patient was awake and alert. You know, those patients that can, sure. they talk around the ET tube and they just can't get off the ET tube. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, I've well, worked in the unit a long time. The charge nurse fucking fed the damn patient while they were intubated. At least that's what she told me. And I believe her because why would she lie to me? And so the patient choked and died. Well, when they investigated, they asked her, did you give report to the charge nurse? And she said, yes, but she didn't what? She didn't document that she gave report. 
And so the charge nurse said, oh, no, she didn't give me a report. She just left for lunch without telling me. And so she called me in tears. And I'm like, did you listen to Kevin? Did you get liability insurance? And luckily she said yes, because they wanted her to come to legal and talk to legal. And I said, do not go talk to legal until you fucking go and talk to NSO or whoever insurance you got and have them go with you because they're going to try to hang you out to dry and shit. So does that make sense? And no, it does. I mean, and yeah. that's, I tell nurses that as well. When legal calls you, right? I mean, they're not your, really your <laughs> friends. I mean, they're right. like, no big deal. Legal called me. I'm like, well, it is. It I is. mean, if they're calling yeah. you, that means that there's a case. Look at me. I'm a, a smart motherfucker and I don't go to legal without help. No, no. they're like, no, I'm just going to go on down. I'm like, and they're like, no big deal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to a deposition. I'm like, you're not going to a deposition until you're right. ready to go to. Like, I haven't right. seen the medical records. I'm like, you haven't seen the medical records? Right. And you're going to be deposed? Yeah, the, the, saying, the saying is uh, true. Two brains are better than one, especially when it comes to legal shit. Like, so is liability insurance for nurses mandatory, or is it more of a recommended precaution? So if you're a nurse <laughs> practitioner, it is required, I do believe. It always shocks me when I see a nurse practitioner who doesn't have their own liability insurance. They're like, no, no, no I'm letting my... My practice covered me. I'm like, what? Right. What? So, but more often well, what about than not, nurses, though? what about nurses? Just not general... required. Nope. Not for the RN or the LPN, but you sure should have it. Yeah. But do you know I... why? Do you know why most nurses don't get it? Because there's this culture they're... that they think that the, they're going to go yeah, after we, we created a culture. The managers, yeah. the directors, charge nurses tell me, oh, don't worry about it. the hospital will cover you and shit. And that's not true, you know, but they tell them that they're covered. Well, they are under respondent superior, but there's a conflict of interest. You are yeah, covered, but you you do but only if you but only if you follow hospital oh, policy. Correct. Yep. And ask and, nurses. This is your mission this week, Maggie. Because maybe we'll do this again if you know if you let me. This is your mission this week. Do a fucking video because you got so many damn people, and I don't. <laughs> this is what I always ask nurses, Maggie. How long have you worked for Advocates for Nurses? Three years. And how many policies and procedures have you read? And what do you think the common answer is? Not one. None. Or if they do, it's the damn clocking in, clocking out, the lunchtime and shit. I'm like, why are you reading stupid stuff and don't, don't read things that are important? I get people that have worked at jobs 20 years, Maggie, 20 years, and never read one policy. That's mind-blowing to me. I'm a right? policy person, though. I'm a me policy too. person. I am, too. But the reason why I'm a policy person mm-hmm. is because if they try to screw you, I know the policy. Because we just had this happen. I, uh, there's a psych nurse uh, where I work. And so there was an incident where a patient ripped off a IV pole and was going to bang the shit out of everybody. And security yelled at her and told her to be quiet. Well, she filed an incident report and they brought her into the manager's office. Well, find out all she was doing was following policy. So they couldn't really say nothing to her because there's a policy. So that's why I think policies are important. Follow the damn policy and they can't do shit to you. Okay, so I don't understand what what was the policy that she was following. I'm missing this. So I guess security didn't want her in the room. They wanted her just to shut up and move out of the way. But the policy says that we have to tell the patient that we're going to put you in restraints. Our policy says we got to notify you immediately that we're going to put you in restraints because you're not an animal. Correct. It's better to try to de-escalate it instead of, you know, and that's what she was trying to do. But. Security wants to just do what? Security wants to manhandle you and put you in a straight because that's what's easier for them. But they're not the medical professionals. They should not just dismiss no. us. I'm not saying they're not important, but they shouldn't just dismiss us. 
Well, and so the other thing that came on my purview recently as well is that, you know, security has body footage cam. And so I'm working with the nurse. Not ours. So you better know for sure. So the border well, nursing. Ours, ours don't, we, have cameras, we have cameras in the psych area, but that's what saved her because they went back and looked at it and she didn't yeah. do anything wrong, but they don't. Yeah. Our security doesn't have body cameras yet. Yeah. So I just want you to remember that nurses is that because, again, that also gets sent right over to the border nursing. I told you this is a border nursing case. And more than well, our, security, look, our security doesn't have tasers. They don't have batons. They got a walkie talkie. That's it. So, I mean, how's that going to help? Yourself and then doc, make sure you're documenting this because these cases, that's what happened is that we went to go look at the documentation and there's, I'm being, you know, you, we get told a story that there's this, all this stuff that happened before the patient, but you know, it's not documented. Well, you know, who the first person was in the room to talk to the patient. It wasn't security. It was a social worker. She's like, stop, put that damn thing down. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but why is not security there first? You know, why does the nurses have to go in and the social workers have to go in? Where's security when you need them? Right. And I'm not trying to talk trash about security, so don't get all crazy and stuff. All right, so last question. Can you provide insights into the process of obtaining liability insurance? And what factors should we, you know, navigate when we're talking about coverage and options and all of that? I don't really think they give us much options. You just pay the fee and you get what you get and don't throw a fit. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think you brought some really good points up, Kevin, as far as like interviewing them to a certain degree, asking the questions like, does this coverage, you know, will it get me an expert? And then tell them, like when I started testifying, and I started doing other stuff, then I just let them know it would be like with your car or home insurance, you know, right. I have to go to my house or you, I extended, you know, uh, whatever it is onto my house. You call them, you let them know, hey, you know, whatever, I do this, I'm working in the ICU setting, or I'm doing home health. And then, so again, start with your own car, home insurance, because again, you could probably get a discount and then just tell them what you do. I did. I called them and they do make adjustments, but you do have to call them and tell them what you're doing. Yeah, because they do work with, you know, they're just an insurance company. They work and do underwriting for certain things. Yeah. All right, that's good. All right. Well, I hope you have fun today. I I like this. Don't forget to visit advocatesfornurses.com and don't forget to subscribe to Maggie's courses. You know, she teaches the legal nursing. She teaches the how to chart and stuff. So, and then I believe if I'm not mistaken, I don't know who your partner was, but she created a discount code. If you use the discount code, Kevin, you get 10% off. So on all stuff. Yep. And if you don't get that, you let me know. Cause I did refund. There was like two of your people. So I just went back and a manual refunded their money. That's all right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Got, I asked I ask a couple of them. They said it's working. So Okay. Yeah, and just let me know, dude. You know I'm good for it. I'm a dumb yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. And for the rest of you, make sure you follow me at Kevin ER Nurse on YouTube. Uh, yeah. TikTok. Follow me on my Facebook page, Kevin.stansberry.rn, and then watch me and Maggie burn down the fucking nursing world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make changes. People come follow yes. us. We can all do this, I mean, stand we, together. If we don't. You know, if we don't do it, it's not going to happen. So no, it'll change around us. We can either be part of the change or we can let it change around us. And I'm right. done with the change around us. So come, I'm here. You need some help. I may not have the answer. I hope you get it. Yep. All right, you guys, we appreciate you. Peace, bitches. You guys have well, a great day. Well, Thank you, Miss Maggie. Of course, of course. Don't miss out. Engage with us weekly. Share your thoughts. And let's transform the nursing landscape together.